What's up, everybody? Your favorite tribe is back for episode five of season three. We have a highly regarded topic and lots of requests since the get, since the jump, since we started. So I'm looking forward to diving in today. But before we do, how y'all ladies doing? Hey. Hey. We're straight. We're straight. Great. He's great. Kayla, you got a big grin on your face. How you doing? Big old grin. Oh, I got this. I got this glass of wine because (laughs) um, it's Sunday and I have this, was it Monday scaries? So, you know, I'm just trying to chill. I'm trying to have good conversation with my girls before Monday hits and, Mm. you know, life feels more. What's Monday scaries? What? Yeah, because is it Sunday scaries or Monday? Right. Oh, why, why are you scared, scared friend? Why are you scared? <laughs> oh. I don't know if it's Sunday or Monday scaries, but regardless, it's when your anxiety mm-hmm. is like higher than normal because you're nervous about the week that's mm-hmm. coming. Like I'm thinking of my to-do list. I'm yep. thinking of programs and events, and I'm oh. like, ah, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So. They say the best way to solve that is with some wine. So that's why I was cheers. smiling. Cheers. I'm drinking I'm cheers. wine. Cheers. Nish got the, <laughs> that's how you know it's real. She got it in her mug. In okay. <laughs> right. Coffee is not in there. Shout out to Grace. It's Chicago. Hey, Chi-Town. Uh, okay. Chi-Town hey. mug. Okay, Chi-Town mug. Grace got Thanks, the bottle. Grant. I got the yeah, bottle. <laughs> I'm, I'm not having a great day so i just took the bottle hey i, I like the bottle this. hey i feel it cheers. i feel it sis. no cheers. judgment at all all of us yeah. cheers cheers yes. cheers okay. cheers well y'all i'm so excited about this topic and today's episode is titled don't touch my crown don't, don't touch it. it don't touch it <laughs> don't crown touch it. is aka hair if you did not know <laughs> all right so let's talk about it because I know for me I've got a bunch of stories I've had people touch my hair I've had the craziest journey with my hair which we'll go into in a little bit all of us but um I think especially for black women hair is just such a symbolic piece of our identity it tells our stories it goes back to history of our family lineage ancestry all kinds of things it's just such a significant piece of us um, as Black people and Black women, um, but I think all of us have like pretty unique hair journeys. So I just wanted to start us off today just going through talking about funny stories or maybe even just your journey that you've had with your own crown, but what y'all think? I think Ooh. we should do it. I said, let's get into it. <laughs> I want to hear y'all. I want to hear about y'all hair journey because mine's, whoo. Trauma. Trauma to love them. Trauma to love them. Get into it, CP. Get into it. Yeah, kick it off, girl. I'll start. I'll start us off. So, uh, dang, I don't even know where to start. So, I'm... I, yeah, I really don't know where to start. So I'm natural. I was like, I'll say I'm natural now, but uh, growing up with like just hair in general, um, if you look at my family, I think me and my cousin Chris and my dad are the only dark skinned people in our family. Oh, and my auntie Christina. And so everybody else is kind of light skin, loose curls, all those things. And so just growing up, it was almost already like a complete comparison between like lighter skin, nicer hair, darker skin, not so nice hair. And because I didn't have any other women in my family, honestly, that looked like me growing up, it was already kind of hard to figure out like what was products that could work for me. Cause like what worked for my cousins 
obviously didn't work for me. So even like my aunts doing my hair, luckily one of my aunts was a hairstylist, but like still it was just already like a, a different transition. And then also my mom is natural. So she has locks or dreads, depending mm-hmm. on the terminology that you want to use. But even growing up, seeing her wear her hair like that and then trying to do it to me is like, it was weird because like in the house, it was like acceptable and like nice because obviously my mom looks like Lee, but then going mm-hmm. to school, that was a different story. And I know for many times I used to be like, mom, do not put my hair in twists. Please perm my hair because I'm tired of getting mm-hmm. that I remember these one time this person called me like the yin yang twins and I was like oh yeah I'm done I am done no no, I literally came home and I was like yeah you can go ahead and like take this out right now because I'm never going back to school no (laughs) and you see I still remember that to this day I was on the bus and I was like please do not comment on don't come back here don't come back here and what they do they come back there and they said oh my gosh and yeah so Trauma. Trauma. Oh, disrespectful. Oh, very, very. Because now, like, think about it now. Like, locks and dreads and all, like, twists are like so acceptable now. Like, people are doing it. So it's just funny how, like, back in the day, like, certain styles were like pooped on, and then now it's like, oh, yes, queen, yes, crown, and everybody yeah, knows mm-hmm. dress now. So it's definitely a different narrative now, for sure. It sure is, which I find very funny because I'm like, weren't you? Mm, okay, mm-hmm. right. And now I you thought- have. And now y'all have kids now. You're like, go ahead and natural crown. I'm like, mm. right. You're not calling your kids yin yang twins. But you were definitely a terrorist at somebody's uh, story. Oh my god! And the fact that I remember too—that's traumatizing. I'm telling y'all, I'm, I'm, I told y'all trauma to love because now I love my hair. I really do. I love Ooh, it so much. Trauma to love. But also because we have products now that can like, like actually Facts. do things to our hair, and we didn't have that before. So you know, I was just one of those kids that just oh had gosh. to. Like, Trial and tribulation, y'all. It's funny laughing. Hey, laughing. I'm laughing at it now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just imagined Crystal scrolling on Instagram like, hmm, he's a villain of my story. I low-key want to comment on your kid's uh, picture, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm not that bitter no more. We, we moved on. We're healed. Because listen, your daughter looked like me. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. Girl, that's disrespectful. But that's so true because I feel like the products, there was there's so much more emphasis on natural hair care now mm-hmm. than there was when I was growing up. Like I feel like I never saw commercials with natural curly hair to the extent that I do now. So it is different. Like kids are coming up with way more love for their hair than we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree because I would say um just like you, Crystal, um, my mom is, is, um, I wouldn't consider her light skin, but she's just a a lighter shade than I am, so naturally, like, my grandma is part Irish and part, um, Native American, so she had a little bit more of a looser curl pattern, um, compared to me and my middle sister, and I remember growing up, um, like, not knowing what to do to our hair because we would have like the little like bobos and like plait things mm-hmm. um and then if like y'all ever seen like serena and venus mm-hmm. like growing up with the colorful mm-hmm. beads like the my beads, mom would yeah. take us to a stylist and we would have like the colorful beads and we would think it was you know very um like cute but at the same time i do think like if you weren't around other black kids that had that it would probably be a lot a lot more traumatic if we did but luckily for us we grew up in Miami so we were around other 
black kids who also looked up to Venus and Serena. But I do remember, um, I want to say I was like 12, 13 when I got my first perm because my mom was um, like not tired of doing our hair, but it was just so hard to do it as a single mom. So Mm -hmm. getting my hair permed was easier where she could put it in like a little ponytail. But I do think that it kind of damaged how my hair is now because we didn't know how to take care of it back then. So I feel like it's just kind of like trauma, how you're having to like relearn how to take care of your hair to make it healthy is the space that I'm in right now because of something that happened that I had no control over Mm. yes my hair looked good straight and permed but if my hair would have been in its natural state I do think it would have been a lot more healthier you know me as a 30 year old 30 year old right now um it's healthy but it's not at the state that it could have been because of the chemicals and not knowing how to use natural products. And, and when did you stop doing using chemicals? Sorry, did you say that already? Um, I stopped using chemicals, I want to say when I got to college. Um, mm-hmm. And that was kind of like my awareness because like y'all know from like we've talked, I went to a predominantly white high school Mm-hmm. So I still would get perms in high school. But then when I went to my college, I was around a lot more people that looked like me. And I didn't have the the luxury to go back home to get my hair done. So as my hair grew out, I stopped getting perms because the girls on campus, they could do a sew-in really fast. So they mm-hmm. could do it with my natural hair. So we would just blow it out. And ever since then, that happened and then I would say once I left college I got a big chop and a big chop Mm. is when you cut out all the perm in your hair um, and start all over again so I was I wouldn't have been comfortable doing that in college and high school or whatever but it was me seeing more black women that look like me being proud of their natural hair and starting over and seeing where they like where they started in like two years later, how much fuller and healthier their hair looks. So mm-hmm. I took that leap of faith and I did a big chop after I left college. Um, and then I'm probably going to do another one pretty soon just to kind of restart 30 mm-hmm. thriving. And okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, go ahead, big chop. <laughs> okay. I'm still going to wear my my weights of course <laughs> but it's gonna be a lot more healthier underneath because sometimes it. it just does it it's easier to just do a big chop than keep doing the little trims yeah um yeah. from like heat damage Love yeah. that. girl i was running in like fifth grade like begging my mom to get a firm too i was like mom please like i want my hair to look cute like please let me get a firm please and she was like hey, no Right, like, do you not care about like other people you making fun me. of me and whatnot? <laughs> but um, I, I my story is kind of the same niche. Like, I got my first perm in fifth grade, and y'all, I was so proud. I was, it was burning, and I remember being so proud that it was burning. I'm like, yes, like, keep it on and off. Like, the longer, oh, right, the longer, right, the longer it burns, like, the straighter it's gonna get, which is so sad. But I was like, yes, breathe yes, it yes, out, just breathe it out. Straight. <laughs> I mean, it's not burning. I'm strong. Like you I'm like got scalps in the back of your head because it's still yes. Yep. Like, it's time yeah. to go. 
My Girl. auntie used to be like, "Is it? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just fine." Nope, I would, I would grit through it. I would grit through it, tears and everything. Mm-mm. I'm gonna get this silk press, scabs and all, scabs and all. Damn. But great, <laughs> great. Yeah, it's terrible. It's so awful. But I would be, I was so proud of it. But then in college, I stopped getting it. I never got the big chop. I just let it grow out, mm-hmm. which wasn't. Probably the best decision, but I did get a big chop three years ago, and um, I love my hair now. It's just so hard (laughs) to do it. Like right now, it's looking a hot mess, and I'm gonna wash it and fix it. But a lot of times when I put braids in my hair, I missed my curls. Like Mm -hmm. it's so Mm -hmm. different than how I looked at it before. But I think it is about finding the right products and everything. Right, but. Let me tell you, fifth grade Kayla was screaming, Mom, please. Like, I just wanted my, I, you know, the little cute little black girls on the front of the perm. Yes, box? that's oh, for me. You never get that's that, though. You never get that. You get Oprah Winfrey, news reporter. <laughs> first, no, for real. I don't care. <laughs> the bump ends. Not the bump. The bump ends. I hate trauma. No, Crystal, I, I agree. I'd be like, I didn't ask for bump. I just, I, want just want I just wanted it straight. I just wanted it straight. Like a, you know, like how the girls bob. Yes. I wanted my Y'all. hair like a cute little bob. And it my was eighth grade school curl. picture. Yes, it's Ooh. always a curl. Uh. Can we post? Can we post? No. Yes. <laughs> I think that would be good. Someone with open hair on Instagram, please. No. I got <laughs> the bump with the South Pole outfit on. It's- no. Okay, Sable has agreed. Sable. Let's just do a meme. Do the one with James Brown and the bump. Don't do yourself like that. <laughs> Y'all, no, we gonna be see that. No, it's gonna be James Brown and they're gonna swipe. Oh no. <laughs> My favorite one is the Samuel Jackson one too. <laughs> he was in the movie. Bro, why is this triggering? <laughs> My mom do not volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> My mom needs to straighten my whole head, right? Whole head. And I'm like, okay, girl. Yes, it looks cute. And she's like, all right. <laughs> it's time to bump it. it. Like, right. Uh, looking like a whole person's head. Who told you to bump them? It's going to fall, Kayla. It's going to fall. a huge difference from just straight. And they add that little curl. Then you yep. look like Shirley Temple. Like, what <laughs> yeah. are you doing? Girl, and then the hairspray. Yeah. Like. Oh, the hairspray. Oh, the my hairspray. God. The oh. hot comb on the stove. Yeah. Girl, I, I, um, <laughs> my mom got, made me get a perm, I think in like sixth grade. And I, before that, it was just rough. Because I didn't know how to do my hair. Like, I grew up in a predominantly, I didn't grow up in a diverse area at all. So, like. I, and I'm my mom and I are the only women in the house like I just didn't know what to do with my hair so and then I was playing outside all the time playing softball <laughs> oh lord <laughs> I know that rough. life it was rough so she got I got a relaxer I think in sixth grade and um they didn't look back I mean I played softball too so like it was also convenient because you know I was just outside and dirt and grass all the time like it was convenient, but I didn't know. I just wasn't aware of like how to do my hair from a natural style. So when I graduated from college is when I stopped getting relaxers and I didn't do a big chop either. I did. Kayla, I was with you. I would just grow and trim, grow and trim. And then finally I just cut off like four inches of the straight. It was bad. I should have done the big chop, but 
now I'm so happy that I did it because I didn't know I had this. Your hair is beautiful. Mm. So, so beautiful now. I love it. It's yeah. so beautiful. But Crystal could tell you in grad school, woo, Ooh, girl. That headband shot it headband shot because I had I had my nat I was transitioning and it was rough it was really rough I was like, I'm just like please can you just wear your curls please I was figuring it out but to Kayla's point it's the product like you just have to figure out your process and now and for me it's not just the product but it's just the type of brush that I use like there's mm-hmm. this one brush that I have that works with my hair and literally I have not looked back like even if I don't have the right product I could still use this brush and I'll be straight so the brush is the key for me but it was rough it was rough I'm just glad that um mid-20s Sable figured it out because before that it was perms or die so yeah. <laughs> whoa great let's hear about your journey it was like great trauma <laughs> traumatized me y'all I'm traumatized by your stories like I've been sitting here I was gonna say Grace you seem like you've had a pleasant experience with your hair (laughs) you're looking at us like oh wow wow yeah because I'm 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 not gonna lie I cannot relate um I did similar to Kayla wanted a perm but my parents did not fold at all like my dad was the decision maker and he was like no you have naturally curly hair you will not get a perm I begged I cried matter yeah so I never got a perm um it's crazy because now that I look back at it there were so many cute styles and so many different things I could have did with my hair but I just didn't know what to do um my mom um is Cape Verdean so she has a mix of Portuguese French Creole all these different things her hair is very thin um it's very different from my texture I have a mixture of hers and my dad so it was a little bit thicker um, my sister's hair was also similar to my mother. So my mom didn't know what to do with my hair. Um, I used to wear my hair in Alicia Keys braids. My sister used to braid my hair. Um, I used to do micros, but I would do it with my own hair. Um, my sister would just, I would sit there. I was very tender headed for someone who had a lot of hair. Um, but I used to want straight hair really bad. I saw the boxes of the girls on the relaxers and stuff. And I really wanted straight hair. Um, when I did straighten my hair, I didn't know how to straighten it good enough where it was bone straight, kind of similar to you. Like the bumps at the end, it was always that curly bump. I, that's why I was laughing. Cause I'm like, okay, I can relate to that. Like the bump. I don't know why people thought like if you bumped it, like it would fall cause it never failed. Like, why did it need It that? never failed. It never failed. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's like a little girl thing. I don't know, but like- I don't understand. No. If you don't get it so pressed today, they will never bump it. It's true. <laughs> I, know. I don't know. You, there's not... like, there's middle ground with the bumping. Like you could, <laughs> you could turn not. it a little bit. No, 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 Kayla, no, that's a bump. Is, that no. is a dang no. angle. That no. is an angle you're giving us. No, no. that is. <laughs> it. There's, they're shaping it to the shape of your face. Yes. And it's a bump. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. But that's, that's not I mean. a, it's, that's not a, that's like actually. No, that thing is hooking. Your yeah, chin. I don't know. Like but I, I, I won't, right. I can't lie. I've always had long hair. So for me, the bump looked different because my hair is always mm-hmm. down my back. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like if it wasn't a bump there, it would be even longer. Like, gotcha. why you gotcha. put that there? Like, gotcha. um, I, I would have, <laughs> when I did wear my hair straight, the girls at school would pull my hair all the time. Um, uh, and that's one of the reasons why. 
Um, that's my trauma. I remember when I did wear my hair straight, they would pull it. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't like wearing it down because they would mm. just pull it. Um, but I never had a perm. I don't think I appreciated the grade of hair I was given. Um, I don't mm. think I knew how to use what I was given because I wasn't raised in a household that knew what to do with it. Mm. I, even when I went to college, though, I never got a perm. I just learned how to straighten my own hair. Um, but I was always told that straight hair was better, especially mm-hmm. when it came to interviews and stuff mm-hmm. back when I was growing up. But now I don't, I, I think my natural hair is just fine. Like I'm not going to change my hair for an interview. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, we could, we could talk about that. And then I think back. I think another thing was I was always influenced by what people were doing around me when it came to my hair. And so if people were wearing their hair natural curly, then I want to do it. But if people were straightening their hair, which they did a lot when I was growing up, I always wanted to straighten my hair. Mm-hmm. So I would damage my hair in the process mm-hmm. yep, just because I wanted my hair to be bone straight because everybody else had bone straight hair. Yeah. So, so let's, let's, let's dive into that though because it goes into this concept of quote-unquote good hair like what is Mm -hmm. good hair what is we even in our community like we're we're definitely transparent on this podcast like we hear the term in hair right like just that stereotype of what's good hair what's not and even what's appropriate in the workplace what's not but like what do y'all what has been y'all's experience about the stereotype of quote-unquote good hair or the straighter, the better, or whatever it may have you. Because, I, Grace, I think you touch on a good point. Yeah. I would say for good hair growing up and just in general, it was always when I when I would sleep my baby hairs, the first comment is, oh, you got good hair. Look at your baby hair. Like, mm-hmm. look at how your hair lays. Look at how your curls are. Like, you got good hair. You must be mixed with something mm-hmm. every time. Like, that is the go-to. You got to be mixed with something because you got good hair. And I'm like, well, I am. But what if I wasn't? Like, right. what you trying to say? Right. Like, yes, my mother is like, I am mixed with things, but because I have sleek baby hair and because my curls are like a lot looser, that's because that divides me having good hair. So, I mean, it's a compliment, but at the same time, I'm offended, especially for everyone else. Cause just like, just because someone is mixed with stuff mm-hmm. doesn't mean their hair is better than right. someone who isn't, if that makes sense. And then I was always told growing up and I think it's getting better now because natural hair is now more of a thing but it was always straight hair was better if your hair was straight Mm -hmm. it was better if the straighter the better you were is what I always grew up with and that goes into the sad part of just like elitism right Mm -hmm. how if you can afford to get your hair straight then that's how you know you have money if you're if you're able to um get your hair taken care of then that shows that at some capacity that you have the means to do so right which leaves black people out majority of the time if you didn't have access to going to a, a salon or if your mom or your auntie or your cousin didn't know how to do hair um where they could make it straight because yeah. you know growing up in any black household there was somebody that was in your family that knew how to braid Mm-hmm. or knew how to do some black hairstyle yep. but mm-hmm. the difference was do they know how to straighten your hair to fit in with the people mm-hmm. that don't look like you yeah so that's the difference and that's what it that's what it reminded me of um so when you did get your hair straight 
it's like, okay, we're about to take these pictures. It's picture day. Mm-hmm. Let's get your hair straight. Yep. You know, like it was like a yeah a, a, a rite of passage for like girls to just be like, okay, your hair is naturally curly. We're going to take this one day out of the school year to make you feel, mm-hmm. you know, like upkept and just like, this is something you're going to look back at. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think growing up in Miami, I, it, it wasn't that same idea of like straight hair. It, it was more like braids, like a really cool kind of like braids pattern. pattern. Type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a perm for somebody mm-hmm. that looks that doesn't look like us is curly hair mm-hmm. right right yep for and us the amount of times i've had to explain that to right it's white different peers. yeah mm-hmm. like they yeah. say oh, i'm about to get a perm so that their their natural straight hair can become mm-hmm. curly mm-hmm. and a perm for us is to get our curly hair to be straight right yeah so um i have struggled with that idea of like what good hair is and what it isn't just because like you said grace you don't have that representation growing up so you don't know like I can be proud of what my hair looks like with it being super 4c 4b 4a whatever the case may be but I think as we get older I am happier and have more hope for like my kids y'all's kids because they're gonna grow up feeling like my hair is dope whereas us we Mm -hmm. we had to second guess it like mm-hmm. even for you, Grace, you 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 do have quote unquote, you know, the more texturized hair, and you didn't even know that it was like quote unquote good hair because you didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, I wonder it's- if like hair could be like a regional like thing though, because you make a good point, Niche, about like growing up in Miami and how you saw a lot of braids and like those type of hairstyles. Because even though I, I like I was born in Houston, but I grew up in Virginia, like I didn't really see a lot of like weaves or braids honestly it was more so uh the girl like black girls straightening their hair and like shortcuts of that I don't even know how to describe the haircut in like regardless but it was usually like a shortcut that had like the bangs or that was like usually the hairstyle that most of the girls that I was growing up with wore and then when I was in college obviously you get a, a melting pot of different people some of the girls that I knew who were from California they talked about like getting their hair done often and fixing their hair like I remember there was one girl who I was roommates with I was like I love your hair it's so straight like it's so nice and she was like yeah I just I fix it and I was like what does that mean she was like oh I get my hair done every I forget every so often that after a while your hair starts to train itself that when you blow dry it it's automatically straight and I was like yeah. that's the thing she was like yeah when you get your hair done a lot it's fixed it's trained and I was like oh never heard of that so I wonder if like where you grow up is where like the preference of like natural straight or braids or I don't know it's be it'll be interesting to talk to somebody who's grown up in a state that you don't see a lot of black people there and seeing like what their yeah. like was that's really interesting because I think about um when I was at a former institution um someone came up to me and was asking me about my op- opinion about hair and stuff and um p- pertaining to black women and one of the sororities which is the pro it was a predominantly white sorority was in trouble because they would they have all these rules of how the women have to present themselves and there were two black women who were rushing to be in the sorority and they had braids in and the reason why they weren't able to move forward and forgive me because I don't know the proper lingo um, and remember the exact situation but um, they weren't able to advance or move forward or quote basically wasn't accepted because 
there was actually in the um, bylaws, like no braids, no curl outward curl. Like you had to wear your hair straight. It had, basically the language was, it has to be of standard to this predominantly white population, like straight, you know, all these things. And they got this certain sorority got in trouble, but I just remember thinking like, wow, that's the definition of quote unquote good hair. Like it has to be straight or European. Mm-hmm. European. Like it was just this situation. And um, I don't know, that was like my, that woke me up a little bit because it that ne- didn't necessarily have anything to do with me, but I felt like I had to advocate for them. Like that wasn't, it wasn't cool. Like it was just a really, um, it impacted those two students because they really wanted to be in that sorority and the only reason why they couldn't was because they had their hair in braids which in my like with my whenever I get my hair in braids it's I love it when I have braids in like I look good I feel good I'm confident when I have braids in um if I'm super busy or I know I have a bunch of events coming up like I know and I'm confident that I can put my hair in a style that I can walk into a room feeling good with braids so then just imagine going into an environment where that's then that's not accepted or that's frowned upon mm-hmm. like I don't know I just remember that situation it's so wild that like that's a style that is protective for us and helps us and that is really down upon like what about braids looks bad I just don't understand why braids are bad look, look bad because it's so easy and mm-hmm. why is curly hair why does any type of hair look God, unless you're literally rolling up in hair that's like clearly woke up, up out of bed right but I um I was doing some research on this and obviously from our own hair our way that black women look at our hair it comes of course like most things in black culture from slavery right so mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but slaves' heads were shaved before they got on the boat mm-hmm. to come to the Americas. And in Africa, the different, it wasn't countries at the time, but the different tribes, the way you wore your hair had a lot to say mm-hmm. about where, what tribe you're from, just mm-hmm. how much prestige you had in the community, you know, where you were at in the community or whatever. And so all the slave heads were shaved but then how slaves were forced to look decent, and I'm putting up air quotes right now for those, obviously y'all can't see, but they were had to look decent, which means they couldn't offend white people. And so they had to wear their hair like super slick back, whatever. But of course the slaves that were in the house were more often or not raped. So then their kids would stay in the house and then the gene pool started to change, right? So then you're lighter skinned and then you have straighter hair, which added more pressure to our dar- darker skinned women and to the slaves who weren't in the house as like, mm. okay, clearly light skin with good hair is a level that like we should want to be at. You know what I mean? So mm. it's just so interesting how that, I mean, I, I would assume being in Africa <laughs> at that time before slavery, it's not like being in Miami, but you're around people whose hair all looks like you. So you don't mm-hmm. look at your hair as bad. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it becomes a, there's a distance between having to compete for what looks decent to whites, which is awful. Yeah. But we do that. We do, we still do that. Like, oh, we got to go to this job interview. And my hair has to be straight. Uh-huh. Like I have an event this week 
And I was like, dang, I should straighten my hair. And I'm like, why? No, no, I don't wear my curls. Mm-hmm. But it's ingrained almost in me every picture day, every Easter Sunday at 5 a.m. I was up getting my mm-hmm. hair, hot combs, like for all the <laughs> big events. <laughs> for all the can big we just events, pause? my hair was straight. Can we, can we just pause and just acknowledge the hot comb? Girl. RIP to the hot comb, unless you still use it. Girl, that thing was RIP to location. my right ear specifically. <laughs> Not even that, it's the nape. I would like scrunch up. I'd be so nervous when my mom got to what? I would look like a abuse Talk about trauma. <laughs> trauma. <laughs> jumping, jumping for no reason. That's where y'all get them scabs from. The amount of bangs that you had to like curate so that you can cover that scab on your forehead. Yeah, you had to figure it out. Girl, because I've had my hair hot comb too, and my mom has used it. My mom never used a hot comb a day in her life. <laughs> Oh, and no, my oh, nana no. bought that and was like hey maybe you should try this on her oh. hair oh my god oh, no. oh my god i appreciate I'm her for trying I, I still have scars in my scalp i appreciate that tiktok song oh no no oh as soon as she took it off the stove oh no girl i would wake up easter sunday and smell it on the stove and i was like <laughs> oh boy here we go here we go i see that chair right in front of the stove I'm no like, the right. worst is when somebody comes in the house and like somebody get their hair flower huh why do you know that smell sir why do you know that it is a smell it is a smell that's deep though kayla that's deep that's really deep though that's really but i mean it's so crazy just that we have been taught to hate our hair but not only taught to like hate it but taught that is unclean or unkept Mm -hmm. if it's in this natural state because that's what all of that taught us right and yeah our hair is beautiful I really love my curls and it's more of how can I teach myself to get the curls the way I want them to look Mm -hmm. more rather than saying it's not manageable because that's what we tell ourselves right like oh it's not manageable it's so hard I find myself saying that all the time but that's not really it there's just a process that you have to figure out for yourself and your hair I like that we're talking about this now because as the hair products start to evolve and get better for us, like whether you're 3A to 4C, um, but like with products being more obtainable for us, I wonder how the workforce is like adjusting mm. to these mm. things. Cause like, it's, but like before you remember, like people would get their hair straightened or figure out like alternatives to like, they can, you know, show up better on interviews or in the workplace to not, I'll say to not scare people or make them feel uncomfortable. And so now I wonder if jobs are taking notice and saying, yeah, you know what, let, let's let people be like who they naturally are. And let's not, you yeah. know, have these these folks be their unapologetic, you know, unapologetic self because they're trying to figure out like what's the best hair to show up with. <laughs> I mean, I'll say for me, um, I used to do that, but as I've gotten more, I would say confident in myself. Like last week, I had gray hair in my hair, like, mm-hmm. and I'm a whole like high level professional I'm not going to change what my hair looks like I I have braids that go down past my waist like hello um because Mm -hmm. I think everybody understands the concept of like when your hair done when your hair's done like you feel like a thousand dollars like oh yeah like nobody can tell you you can't tell me nothing and and if 
And if I can't come in in hairstyles that I like Mm -hmm. and what makes me feel my best, then I I honestly am like, you're just not, you're just going to have to get used to it because I'm not doing myself, you know, Mm -hmm. any good by not showing up as my best self. And I think the more that Black people continue to show up, Mm -hmm. Um, it allows us to get things changed and I think that's how we got into like different laws being put in place because black women were like it's enough like my hair is not going to keep me from doing my job right how is my hair keeping me from getting you the results that are needed to push this corporation to push this franchise to where it needs to go and if it's really that offensive then it's actually you that needs to get a heart check Mm -hmm. and not me on it so I I just never really understood that like how I dress how I show up with my hair does that keep me from doing my job and doing Mm -hmm. my job well Mm -hmm. like what about curly hair says you're not incompetent able to do your job yes that makes no sense that's so disgusting it doesn't but I I will say our world has gotten better Nisha like you said about being more open. I feel like as we're in these offices where we're starting to become bosses, where you're like, Nisha, you're a director. So you'll have people under you where you're going to be like, I'm fine with how you wear your hair. Be you. Like, I think it's going to take our generation and generations to come to kind of continue to pave the way for us. Um, Because I really think it's more of a traditional thing to always have straight hair or updos. Um, I think it's starting to kind of diminish as we have younger people more liberal, more open people taking over in these workspaces. And I will say, and I was laughing because just in my office, I know my coworkers are like, wow, she's 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 a different person every week. One week she comes in with a blonde <laughs> ponytail, the next week she comes in with box braids. Then right. she has, I'm versatile. Yeah, she's so versatile. And it's so funny because they'd be so impressive. Like, oh my God, look at your hair. Oh, you're trying something different this week. And yes, it's like, I'm still the same learning specialist, mm-hmm. still do the same right. thing with the kids. Like, it doesn't change my reports, <laughs> what I do with the kids. If anything, it makes me look better. <laughs> yeah, like, even it's better. They're they coming in my office more. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny, though, because they're so, like, my coworkers be so impressed of the fact that I can do all these different things with my hair. And they'll even say, like, damn, I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I, I could know. do braces. Like, hello. I know. You I know? Do. It's, it's so crazy and I laugh about it because of the fact that I re- I'm laughing at the fact that I used to be like damn I need to do my hair like that I need to straighten my hair where now I'm like I don't have to do nothing I could hey I'm gonna come in with my little two mm-hmm. little curly pigtail little things my little balls and slick my baby hair <laughs> and have no remorse no remorse I'm not gonna wear my hair in an updo because and for an interview I used to be it used to be a thing where it was like I remember I've had previous bosses tell me you should straighten your hair. It looks more professional. No, I'm wearing my natural. I'm wearing my fro because at the end of the day, when you hire me, I'm going to have my fro when I come to the office. Exactly. So you might as well see me now or forever hold your peace, you know? Right. Right. Sorry, real quick. That just made me laugh because my senior year of volleyball, I went to school at the University of Wyoming. So wow, Wyoming. Crazy, right? (laughs) And, um, they had pictures of us senior year and each of us had five pictures, all the seniors, and my hair was different in every single <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, damn, okay. like, your hair is they got five picture. different girls on the team. Yeah. Hello, five <laughs> different white girls. Y'all ain't know, but no, but it's just, 
I, it's dope how we can change our hair, but it, it's so funny how much we do change our hair because we can <laughs> yeah. and we love it. But I just had to add that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can remember when I was coaching. So I was coaching at Marshall, which is in Huntington, West Virginia. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, moment of silence. Um, but it was I was one of few in the town, and it was it was just yeah. Um, but I can remember I got my hair crochet I got twist but it was like crocheted or something like that and I was at a coffee shop right across the way from campus and all of a sudden I feel like this tug on my the back of my head okay what (laughs) so I look back and it's this lady and she's like oh I just I just really wanted to see how your how your hair felt and I was like and it was one of those moments y'all where and this person worked in that oh like in like it was an employee not she touched your hair like not that, you doing no. that because if i pet you <laughs> oh so, wait she said not even touch she said tugged that's a different no tug right. that's like, even worse you're right grace you're right hugged it okay, well, and you know, it was a moment back. For me, I'm not gonna lie. I just froze. Like I just, I just look at it. Looked at her. I didn't know what to do. I literally didn't know what to do because I had a, multiple options of what I could do, <laughs> and I'm also in a place where I'm the only per- Like it was just one of those things, and I was the only and I person. Just, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, your hair is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so cool. Like, um, I just it grew mm-hmm. so fast, and I was like, oh my god." <laughs> It, it grew. It grew. It grew. There's more. more? There's more, ma'am. You're still going. And I just looked at her and I said, "Ma'am, first of all, please do not touch my hair." And I was nice because I literally, y'all, I did not know what to do. Like it was either tell her just like, "Listen, don't touch my hair. I don't want to talk to you," or like me just pop off. And I was already going through stuff. But it was one of those moments where I was like, first of all. What makes, what if I was standing behind you and I just pet the back of your kitchen? Like, I don't, <laughs> what, and actually just pulled it. Like, what would you do? Like, what, what are we, how, wh- why did you feel entitled that you could do that? And then just the pure ignorance to say, like, it grew so fast. It was just one of those moments that I'll never forget. And while it wasn't necessarily in the workplace, I still was around that person in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just told me like, wow, people really don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. This is oh, my I'm crown. Like, like, this is mm-hmm. me. You just yeah. disrespected me so bad. Like, that was so bad. So I'll never forget that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's when you have to educate. That's what, and what, and we're going to educate today with this mm-hmm. podcast, because for those of you who are thinking we're just, you know, having a... <laughs> I don't even know how to say it, a complaining fest. I don't think that's the right word to say, but for all of y'all who think we're just complaining about nothing, like there is research behind this and why it's like at the forefront. And so uh, just recently, I think it was like March, 2022. So if anybody wants to fact check me, feel free to, um, but March, 2020, <laughs> no, but like, in, but in March, 2022, apparently the U S house of representatives passed the and it's called CROWN, but there's an acronym for Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair Act. Ooh. So you see what it, creating a respectful and open, y'all, world for natural hair. Open. And this act will pro- prohibit um, workplace discrimination based on a person's hair texture or hairstyle if the style or texture is commonly associated with a particular race or, or, or origin, national origin. 
And why this is important is because women are definitely impacted by certain dress codes and grooming policies within the workspace, whether it's corporate America, all the way down to the laissez-faire of nonprofit work. And so one research, um, one study found that Black women are 80% more likely to change their natural hair to meet social norms or expectations at work. And Black women are 1.5 times more likely to be sent home. Y'all hear that? Sent home, y'all. Sent home. Or know a Black woman sent home from the workplace because of her own hair. This is, I'm not, I'm not even pulling this out of my butt, y'all. This is real research. It's all lit here. So if y'all want to, go ahead and look. But overall... The study found that Black women fear scrutiny and discrimination when expressing their natural hair in the workplace. And I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners, and especially the tribe right now, can probably attest to being fearful and walking into a room full of people who don't look like us, or even a job, and thinking, like, how can I be less threatening or, like, more Mm. assimilated to, like, the, you know, the environment so that they want to hire me and not that outlier. And so uh, New York was the first uh, state to actually pass a jurisdiction. It's called the New York City Commission on Human Rights um, to provide guidance on how dress codes and grooming policies and other general hiring and employment practices can be perpetrated, can perpetrate race and national or origin discriminations. And so they were really, um, really important, especially with this act, because they actually did a study to show why it's important to protect the rights of New Yorkers. So it was for New York, but New Yorkers to maintain their natural hair or hairstyles to closely associate with their racial, ethnic or cultural identities. Mm. And then California, because I felt like California is always the first in everything, COVID, everything shutting down. Anyway, (laughs) they echoed this jurisdiction and actually was the one that that introduced the Crown Act. So it wasn't the Supreme mm-hmm. Court or anything like California was like, hey, crown is what we're going to name it. And this is what it's going to do. And so um, the legislation expanded the definition of race under its state of anti-discrimination law to include both hair and protective styles. So wow. I think that's even more dope because they ventured it also into how we appear to people. And obviously hair is really big for women. And I would say men too. So I really love that they said that race is not just your skin color. It's also like what grows out of the top of your head. Mm. And so um, just one more thing, like uh, the act bars dress and grooming policies that prohibit natural hair, including afros, braids, twists, and locks, because these policies uh, have a disparate impact on Black applicants and employees. Mm. And they also said they also challenged that what is professionalism? Like they understand that European um, styles is what's being perpetrated on us. And so they were like, no, describe what unprofessionalism is. Like, tell us exactly what that looks like and who wow. that identity person is. And I love that California is like, yeah, tell us, yeah, no, tell us what it oh, is. Right what mm-hmm. Crystal, thank you so much for bringing that to everyone's attention. Like, that is wild. But I mean, shout out to Callie for um, repeatedly being the first and just putting, you know, the hammer down and going right at the issue because, um, obviously it's such a problem that we need policy and laws in place so I appreciate you for for chiming in on that and I think I've seen Dove and a couple other companies uh, support the Crown Act as well um, and just support it and and bring awareness to it so definitely appreciate the research um, for this episode and uh, the education around that couples just our um, therapy and talking about our hair journeys Um, talking about just how the stereotypes of quote-unquote good hair has impacted us and the people around us, but then also 
how it shows up in the workplace as well. So for episode five, start of five, the tribe, it's been real. And you already know what time it is. All right, y'all, it's been real. Yes, sir. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another segment of It's the Hustle for Me. Okay. So today in episode five, we focus on our crowns, aka our hair, and we highlight some of our favorite Black-owned and minority-owned hair products. We have so many different products that we talked about. I'll name a couple in the It's a Hustle for Me segment, and just know that a lot of these products will be listed in the description box by the episode. So let's get into it. First, we have my favorite of all time, Miel Organics. Meal Organics has hair products all over now. You can get them at Walmart. You can get them at Target. I just love Meal Organics. They have some of the best rosemary mint scalp oil for straightening your scalp. They have really good hair mask, leave-in conditioner, all your curly hair essential needs. One of my favorite things about Meal Organics is that it was founded by a beautiful Black woman, and she always has special deals when you sign up via email. They usually have a day where everything is $4, so you cannot beat buying the best curly hair products for 4 bucks. So tune in to Miel Organics for some of your curly hair needs. Next, we have Uncle Funky's Daughter. This hair product is super unique. Um, they have hair products based on your hair pattern. So for my girls who are kinky, my girls who are curly, and my girls who are wavy, there is a product for you. You can even shop by product type if you need a cleanser, conditioner, moisturizer, or something to define those curls. So definitely make sure you check out Uncle Funky's Daughter. They have the best website where you can even get apparel as well. So check them out. Next, we have As I Am. As I Am has definitely a multitude of different products that you can try, including rice water, hemp seed oil, Jamaican black castor oil, and they even allow you to do a curly hair quiz that you can find out what exactly your hair texture will need and what products they have to help. So definitely check out As I Am. And last but not least, we have Carol's Daughter. Yes, 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 Carol's Daughter. Carol's Daughter has a collection of all types of products running from hair to body to skincare. One of my favorite things from Carol's Daughter is their almond milk, which is going to help with those daily damage repairs. You have your black vanilla for moisture and shine, and then you have your goddess strength for that good moisture that you need every day to keep those curls alive. So those are some of our favorite products, but definitely tune into the description box where we're going to list a couple more. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. And just remember, you are always part of the tribe. See y'all later. Bye.